0: This one was selected by all the fans and to, tonight's award goes
1: to for trending gamer Greg Miller. <laughs> Whew, uh, I'll do the Jeff I'll do the first part really fast. Beyond uh, thank you to the thousands of kind of funny best friends who voted for me. Thank you to my parents for never trying to talk me out of doing video game journalism. Thank you to my beautiful girlfriend Christine who is okay is okay with her apartment being a production studio. And of course, thank you to Nick, Tim, Colin, and Kevin for helping me live this dream that is kindoffunny.com. But more importantly, the person I'd like to thank is Nicole Tan. Nicole Tan is an environment artist for Crystal Dynamics. I have never met Nicole Tan. I beat Rise of the Tomb Raider this weekend, saw her name go through the credits, along with dozens of other names I didn't recognize. And this happens all the time. Every time I finish a game, hundreds of names I don't know. So today, I'm the trending gamer. I am a duly elected representative of you, the gamers. So on behalf of the gamers, I want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone in this room that makes video games. Thank you to everyone at the home right now, directors, producers, writers, animators who make video games. Hell, thank you to the guy who's working on a Maya project right now and won't see this till it's on YouTube tomorrow. We all know that making a game is not a glamorous life. It is long hours. It's time away from your family. And no matter what, when the game's out, someone on the internet is going to be mean to it. I'm sure it comes down every day. Somebody says, is this worth it? And I want you to know that on behalf of the millions of lives you change, it is worth it. Thank you for making games. I would not be the person, we would not be the people we are today if it wasn't for video games. So thank you, each and every one of you who does this, makes video games. Thank you for your art, and know that we are forever in your debt.
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 128 of the main podcast. I am your host this week. I am Tyler, and I am joined by my good buddy. We have the Jack of Hearts. How you doing, buddy? Yay! Hey, how you doing, Tyler? Oh man, I'm doing okay. Just <laughs> I'm uh... doing all right, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I think there was like a slight delay there. It was weird. Really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like five seconds of silence after I ask you how you doing
0: oh really Yeah, but go on go on <laughs>
2: we'll, I'll fix it in post
0: all right well anyway I'm doing all right I've just been playing a couple of game stuff just uh focusing more or less on what I'm doing for the end of the 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 semester for my jazz
2: class but other than that everything's been going good all right that's very good man that's good do good too uh you know Thanksgiving is over had had a wonderful thanksgiving ate a lot of food no That was good. Um, You know, now I think we got the majority of the big games out of the way now, but now it's just December, I'm going to relax, play some games I really want to play that I haven't got to, or uh, just, you know, go back to some games I want to go back to, so.
0: Yeah, as for myself, though, I'm pretty much going to be going for looking for more things for for the job, you know, for the job foray and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, because, you know, I actually filed for unemployment not too long ago, just trying to see what I can get from there before I try to find another job. Right, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm just hoping that uh, when I'll find something and possibly have myself either a part-time job sometime soon within the month. Yeah. But until then and stuff, other than looking, I'm just going to be probably playing stuff on my uh, PS4 and everything
2: else. Sounds good, man. Uh, but let's, uh, you know, we're, we're already kind of skating around it. Why don't we just go ahead and talk about what we've been playing. Um, actually, first, why don't we talk about... Um, we we both did, made some Black Friday purchases. Um, oh yeah! Digitally. we didn't go to the stores. We're not crazy, um, and we got some pretty sweet deals on games. Why don't you tell me uh, tell tell me in the audience what you you picked up?
0: Well, let's see. I actually picked up uh, for two storefronts. Since I had enough money on my Amazon account, I went forth and I did a thing where I actually cashed in, <laughs> cashed in a lot of my extra credit for like PSN like uh, online digital codes. So from that, right. I was able to spend on the PS4 during the little sale. And I ended up, I ended up picking up, like, Ultra Street Fighter Four, which it's the only, like, uh, version of, P- like, a Street Fighter Four that's available for the PS4, the last updated edition for it, since I'm a big fighting game fan. Yeah. And I picked up not just Wolfenstein The New Order for, like, nine bucks, mm-hmm. but I also picked up its DLC, the the standalone game, like, the, the New Blood or whatever the hell uh, it is. The Old Blood. The Old Blood, mm-hmm. there you go. I picked that up, so I have those three things I can go ahead and tackle when I want, which is awesome because I've been interested in playing Wolfenstein since you, pretty much, have been talking about it like <laughs> last year.
2: Yes, uh, but both sorry to interrupt. Both of those are sorry. incredible. So just point that out there.
0: I, I understand. I mean, <laughs> but I also did something else which uh, was kind of funny. I went to Walmart. I got a Steam card for like twenty dollars. And what I ended up doing, since Steam was also having their autumn sale, I picked up I think four yeah four games. Nice. One of them was Toki Tori Two, which was barely like even like a like I think a dollar or whatever the hell it was. But the main things from this haul, I got Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, ah, me too. which which was not, it's just like a couple bucks. It was only a couple bucks on Steam. But the big things that I got was one I got Valkyria Chronicles, which was a game I used to own on PS3. When I sold that, I sold that game, and now I have the game back again that I can really play when I f- feel like it, just plug in a, you know, an Xbox One controller or whatever the hell, because mm. it has that support, but the biggest game that I got on there, which I've been dying to play for a long while, it's been South Park, The Stick of Truth.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> best game ever, you mean, the greatest game of all time. You should have just said that, I wouldn't I would know what you're talking about. Dude. I played that
0: game for a few hours when I finally got a chance to download it and, oh my god, I kept on... I was like a kid in a candy store because I kept wanting to explore every mm-hmm. little nook and cranny I wanted to go forth and, uh... You know, get the little Pokemon stuff. Yeah. Like, go through... Uh, I want, oh, man. The whole thing about, like, uh, going forth and... Like uh, going through the church and stuff to search for
1: Jesus. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so hilarious, man. You go through there. All of a sudden, you just, you just hear Jesus randomly, just going like, tee hee hee. <laughs> yes.
2: He's like hiding behind <laughs> right. Yeah. It's great, man. I, I I did everything in that game you could possibly do except get, uh, like, all. I got all but, like, two or three of the chimp Pokemon.
0: Oh, my gosh, man. I think, yeah. Yeah, I. you know what happened was the reason why I bought the game to begin with is because I watched an entire playthrough of that game from beginning to end mm-hmm. from a Let's Player by the name of Luca Jin, who actually is a Washington State resident. Oh, nice. Right. So it's like a home. It's more like a local like Let's Player and stuff. She's very popular, mm-hmm. but oh, cool. other than that, her playthrough actually inspired me to want to play it whenever I had the chance to, and since it was only like for about... God, like $7.49? I'm like, fuck it. I want this hmm. game. I'm going to play it. <laughs> and the best part about it, I can play it on my computer with no hiccups. Nice.
2: Yeah, it's not exactly a graphical powerhouse either, so you can play it on pretty low settings, I'm sure. Yeah, what what ended up happening was,
0: since I was able to download a thing from, like, games for Windows and try to help me try to play Fallout 3, which I do have my Steam account as well, I think it helped uh, on the various versions of uh, games that I have, because not only was I able to play a bit of South Park, The Sick of Truth, for a little bit, but I also was able to play like other types of games that uh, I've
2: been having trouble with. <laughs> yeah.
0: But other than that, that's pretty much what I got from my Black Friday stuff. What did you get?
2: Um, I had some... Uh, I think I talked about it last week. I don't know if I did it on the podcast or not. I know I told you. I tried in some games um, and got a bunch of store credit, and I bought some... You know, PSN cards and a Nintendo card, and uh, I was waiting for the Black Friday deals, and I picked up uh, all for under forty bucks. I got uh, Titan Soul. There you go. I think That was like eight dollars. Uh, I got Brothers: Tale of Two Sons. I think that was about eight bucks yep. as well. Uh, uh-huh. Battlefield Four was only twelve dollars. I picked that up. I almost bought the eighteen dollar one. It was like, but it comes with a premium membership too, and it comes with all the map packs and everything. Ah, uh, yeah. I didn't. I just got the twelve dollar one because I didn't know if I was gonna play online or not a lot. more than
0: likely more than likely not man i mean come on it's like yeah it's a two-year-old game too (laughs) it's a two-year-old game
2: and i also picked up dishonored uh the definitive edition it was like fifteen dollars there you go Uh, so i I picked that so i got that um i will say man they had the destiny taken king (laughs) collection or edition or whatever it is it was like 30 bucks i thought about it (laughs) It, i mean i didn't think about it for too long (laughs) But it was a consideration it, I'll tell you it, it got as far it was in my cart at one point in time I went to go make oh, wow the, man it got close I didn't do it you know cooler heads prevail you know,
0: you know that was the only the DLC thing right it wasn't the full game no that I
2: think it was like there was the full thing I believe coming correct I, I, I don't know I think the
0: yeah. the taking King DLC itself was like marked off for like into like 30 bucks and the full game along with the dlc all of them was like 40
2: oh maybe it wasn't well either way i you know i could probably find a cheap copy of destiny for ps4 there's no oh no shit you could it.
0: probably find a cheap one for like 10 to 15 bucks if you really wanted to yeah
2: but uh no i i, I thought about it i'm like no nah, i'm good i'm good <laughs> uh <laughs> probably made a good decision there but um yeah that's really all i bought i mean i was just i was disappointed by nintendo's sale Uh, Black Friday deals I mean they weren't bad but a lot of the games on there were older and I mean there's you know slim pickings on for as far as big games go I think in the Wii U and pretty much the ones they did put on there were ones I I either own already or I've already played
0: yeah, I, that was the problem with Nintendo's sale. They, I think they pretty much shit the bed when it came to sales mm-hmm. in terms of, like, Black Friday stuff. I mean, yes, they had some great console sales for, like, uh, for the packaging with their Smash Brothers and Splatoon, for mm-hmm. brick-and-mortar stores, but their online digital front was not as appealing as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, But then again, the, the Nintendo's, like, really been stingy when it comes to, like, lowering down prices, like even their most, yeah. like, popular games. Like,
2: Pikmin 3 is still $60 in the store. Which is stupid. Yeah, um, but um, no, I was actually most more bummed out because I was hoping to get uh, that puzzles and dragon game for 3ds. Um, oh yeah. What, what's crazy though is like in Europe they had they had daily sales for 3ds and Wii U. And That they does were, not make sense. And for, they were like, like newer games too. And they're like they had uh, puzzles and dragons um, for forty percent off. They had oh, they for were God's sake. I mean, I'm talking about they were selling games that came out like this year. Like, like when we were getting games that were like a year or two old, they are getting games that came out like six <laughs> months ago. Uh, I don't understand why the American store could
0: not have done the same thing. I mean, that does not make any sense to me. Yeah, I
2: think Bayonetta 1 was like $10 in Europe for a day. Uh, oh. Yeah. Huh. It was, it's huh. like, I mean, that, that, game's about, you know, that game's about a year old at this point. I mean, well, no, Bayonetta's but it's Bayonetta, also but...
0: considered the best port of Bayonetta.
2: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they had some better deals, um, Europe got, so, which, yeah. they always, some reason, Europe always gets the better deals, it seems like, for Nintendo games, but, anyways, moving on, we got some topics and some games to talk about, so why don't we just jump into right. what we've been playing, uh, would you like to start, oh, you know what, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, Justin is not here this week, you probably noticed, <laughs> he hasn't talked yet, um, sorry, man, we got rolled, I forgot to say it, uh, no, he uh, he he won't be joining us this week. Uh, his girlfriend kicked him out of the house. Uh, he's living he's living in a van down by the river after she found out he spent three hundred thousand dollars on Nintendo arcade badges on 3ds. Uh, I told him to stay away from that free to play game, man, but he didn't listen to me. So yeah, uh,
0: yeah, and he, then he started to blame it on the cat, but it was kind of funny because he didn't have a cat. Yeah,
2: it was weird. Yeah, <laughs> then he, he blame the child. But I mean, come on, the child wouldn't do that. She only buys games on Amazon for him. Uh, that's an inside <laughs> joke between Johnson and I. Uh, <laughs> um, no, he he's uh he I think he talked about last week. Uh, he went to Florida, um, lucky bastard. So and then he uh, came back. He came back and immediately had to go back to work. So he he won't be able to join us. Um, so yeah, be, plus he
0: plus he plans to wrestle some Gators down in Florida. So he's still kind of extra tired yeah, from that.
2: Yeah, he's missing an eye now. But he but he but he you know he took its eye too. He's like Chubbs from Happy Gilmore, actually.
0: Yeah, now he's starting to live out like uh, his uh, lifelong dream of like uh, mounting that alligator on the front of the back of his wall and stuff with mm-hmm. that thing just staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> now he's gonna look like a big boss man with the eye missing and stuff yes. with the hand gone, like the mechanical hand. You yeah. know, just...
2: <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. He's got the hair for it. He can probably do it with it. He's got the hair. Uh, he might be able to. He could, he could probably pull off cosplaying um, as a big boss if he wanted to.
0: Well, you know what, Tyler? I think we should uh, instead of like going to what we've been playing right now, let's just focus
2: on the news right here. We got a fucking ton of okay. this stuff. Yeah, we can way. do that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do the news first, and we'll jump back into what we've been playing. Uh, first things first. Uh, there was two big events that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start off. We'll start off what happened first. We'll go in chronological order here with the Video Game Awards. Uh, sure. I'll just kind of go through some of the things that were talked that were announced, and then at the end, we'll just kind of give our opinions on it. Um, okay. First thing, uh, Shaq-Fu Reborn. uh, (laughs) It wasn't announced. It was already known a thing, but we finally (laughs) saw some gameplay on it. It's saw saw a trailer on it. Uh, Telltale Batman was was announced. That's coming this year, or 2016. Uh, Far Cry Cry Primal uh, finally got some gameplay. That game is coming Mm -hmm. out, uh, I believe, mid to late February. Uh, There's a new Lego Marvel game coming out next year that's going to have all the new content, it's going to do a lot more with... Uh, I think you're going to play through all the new movies that are coming out this spring um, and the ones that came out this year as well. Uh, Psychonauts 2 was announced and there is a... Uh, uh, I guess kind of like a Kickstarter, but it's on Fig, which um, is a big thing they're pushing right now. It's a new one where you can actually invest mm-hmm. in games um, like, instead of just you know, donating money to it. Uh, Rock Band VR was announced. Uh, Shadow Complex Remastered it was announced. That's coming out early 2016 uh, for PS4 and Xbox One. It's f- free to download on their website, though. I think Chair's website, which is the creators of the game. Uh, Rocket League is coming to Xbox One in February. And um, Telltale's Walking Dead Michonne is coming. I believe that's coming out. Um, it's only going to be a three-parter, but I believe that's coming in February 2016. Um, and then also... Uh, Witcher 3 was announced as Game of the Year. So, uh, Overall, what did you think of some of the announcements and the show overall? Well, let's see. As far as video game announcements is
0: concerned, I was really taken aback and actually really surprised how much of a presence Telltale had at this conference, at mm-hmm. this awards show. Because they were pretty much going through revealing like game after game after game of what they've been having down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we saw the Batman game originally, the one... Like, uh, you know, the comic book panel stuff. I mean, you pretty much guessed it. All, oh, okay, this is going to be a Telltale game. It's like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Go through. It's like, oh, Telltale Batman? It's like... <laughs> I, I believe my quote was when I heard that. Like, I, I quoted Godfather 3 and I said, once you think you're out, they pull me back in.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Telltale's been, like, making a killing with all these announcements and stuff for mm-hmm. their games the past couple years. I mean, they've had some of the bets, like... uh adventure games and stuff during this year as well like you had the game of thrones stuff you had like uh the tales of the borderlands which is an excellent game yeah. that that would recommend to people even though i still want to play it myself but uh i really liked i really liked some of the awards that were announced i mean splatoon was very surprising getting the multiplayer award
2: and best shooter and best shooter yeah i mean
0: that is crazy to me I mean the multiplayer one, you know, it could be debated a bit with Rocket League because I feel that Rocket League was probably much the better like multiplayer experience since, <laughs> you know, we play a lot of it. Like say with uh, the guys in the Talking Ship that podcast and crew.
2: Yeah, but I think I'd play Ro- Splatoon more though. I think I play Rocket League more because of every- Talking Ship guys.
0: Yeah, I know. If it, if I didn't have them, like any like a group of friends or someone that I was playing on my own, yeah, I probably would have probably went with. Uh, more or less Splatoon. I mean, Mm -hmm. Splatoon's definitely the more creative of the two. I mean, I'm gonna give it that because, fuck, they have constant events, they have constant this and constant that. But uh, other than that, I really loved the way that Jeff Keighley and all the other people were just, like, just putting Konami on blast for not having Hideo Kojima (laughs) being at that awards
2: conference. Yeah, for blocking him from going to the show. He, point
0: on point, just said, well, Hideo Kojima is not going to be here because a lawyer from konami barred him from coming to the awards show and as soon as he said that all of the crowd just turned and just fucking booed yeah
2: twitter (laughs) blew up i believe at one point uh fuck konami was the number two trending thing on twitter
0: (laughs) as a matter of fact as soon as he said that and quote unquote i know tyler can confirm this i said fuck konami <laughs> yes i tried tweeted it <laughs> but the most hilarious part about it is one of the presenters of the awards like okay in the realm of video games who could forget you know like in the realm of video games like voice actors and stuff that were like credited to their esteem series more than david hater for metal gear solid
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes keeper sutherland sutherland in the crowd
0: i thought that was awesome in and of itself awesome the way that the game developers and even the people that respect in the game industry like banded around hideo kojima inside that awards show ceremony and pretty much hey metal gear solid 5 that game in of itself is hideo kojima's last game for that franchise and he is the one the mastermind behind it it's not konami it's (laughs) hideo yeah do that
2: it's Metal stuff. Gear and PES uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Are the only thing, only two things, holding that company up video game wise. Anyways, they're making tons of money off those pachinko machines. Yeah, and they make
0: themselves look incredibly like uh, terrible just doing all this stuff with uh, the Metal Gear Solid developer.
2: They don't. They don't care. They they're every every us just talking about it in these last ten seconds. They just made another million dollars on a Metal Gear Solid pachinko machine. So probably.
0: <laughs> but at the same part, let's see. Along with the other things from the award show, I really loved the idea of like Psychonauts 2 is coming back because oh man, I was just I was just more surprised if anything else because that's a game, that's another game that's been in limbo for so long or even just been like talked about but never realized. And uh, I guess other game developers seeing the success of games like Shenmue three, getting all that fucking money and stuff, it's like, okay, hey, let's go ahead and support Psychonauts two. Which, as of recording, I think they're over the three hundred thousand dollar mark. <laughs> uh, or even that. I think
2: they're over. I think they're about three million dollar mark, actually.
0: Oh, there you go. That See, that's better. how much people want a Psychonauts two.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, they basically did a um, a Shenmue three by announcing it at a you know big show. Let's see,
0: other than that, let's see, Telltale Walking Dead, Makani, what's it
2: called? Uh,
0: Telltale, yeah, Michonne. Oh, Michonne, okay, that's fun, that's cool. I thought it was going to be a season 3 of The Walking Dead for, uh, you know, continuing on with, like, uh, Clementine and stuff like that. Rocket League coming to Xbox One, not surprised, that game sold, like, Blockbuster on the PS4 and on PC... But I'm not too sure they're gonna offer it for
2: free. <laughs> yeah, that's one only thing. I, I, I imagine I wouldn't be surprised if they because I think it's over eight million downloads on the PS four and the PC. So I think I think it'd be kinda of, probably be a good idea, especially with the all the DLC they have out for it right now. They released it free and plus even they get they get money for every download that gets one even what's free from Microsoft. So
0: yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it would be in good faith for the developer to offer it for free for the Xbox One, but I believe because of Microsoft and the way they handle things for game stuff, like game-wise for business swabby stuff, I believe they're just going to have it for sale on there, probably not give it like any type of free leverage or something, because I think that the only reason why it was free to begin with on PSN is because Sony paid for them to have that thing go on the PlayStation Plus and be free because people are paying lots just to go ahead and just uh, yeah, well, and, get the free games.
2: I mean, you can make the argument too that maybe the, I can't remember the developer's names for, um, I forgot the, I forgot the name of the developers. Psyonix or something like Psyonics, that? Psyonix, yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, when that game came on on PS4, it had a little bit of buzz behind it, but it wasn't like, when it came out free in, I think, June or July that game blew up and it's become like a pretty, like a big phenomenon right now. So it's you, a breakout hit. Yeah. You can almost argue for, for the Psionics, they almost be better off from a business perspective maybe putting it on Xbox One for 20 bucks, because just from the build-up and the hype around it on PS4 and PC the last six months, Xbox yeah. One owners that don't have a PS4 are probably foaming at the mouth right now wanting to play that game. So it might, they might make more money on it just by putting it out for 20 bucks like it is on PS4 right now.
0: Okay, let's see. And let's see, the last surprising thing I can say about the Game Awards thing was, uh, you know, Telltale is actually doing a legal Marvel game. Yes. Which, that's really surprising. And the best part about it is they're tying together all the movie plots from the past, like, uh, the Avengers movies, the whole, like, Thor, all these other, like, Marvel superhero films that we've been watching. And even a couple, they actually teased at the end of the trailer possible Civil War type of storyline things with it, which has me kind of excited in a way. But at the same time, I first thought this was going to be, like, an explorable, like, full Lego, like, uh action game like they generally would do you know
2: yeah yeah i don't know i mean i i, I like the more the lego games i i've i've, saw, I've said it before multiple times on this podcast my ocd will not allow me to play those games or at least have fun while playing those games yeah um but no i, you know, it's, I mean I, I really want to play this game i mean i want to play all <laughs> the lego games when they come out but i can't uh, they're really fun. Uh, I've heard they just drive you crazy don't i, they? I can't man i can't do it am <laughs> justin actually he, I mean, he got that lego city undercover or whatever it was yeah uh, what about it the Wii U game uh and I watched and play the game it looked awesome for like two hours and I wasn't even playing and i was gonna like i just wanna scream because I'm like dude you just passed like sixty 600 blocks right there like everything is breakable in that game like every and they drop bricks which is currency <laughs> and i'm just like dude you're like if you hit that light <laughs> post right there, it's gonna drop a bunch of bricks. That's money. I can't, oh
0: my god, I can't, Tyler, I can't. that's hilarious. It, uh, but yeah. but what did you think about the VGA stuff?
2: Um, I liked it. Uh, I I it's I like it a lot better. I don't want to go up to like oh like it's not so. It doesn't feel so corporate, and it's not like feels so. You know, now it's something on the internet um i I love that it's its own thing yeah it doesn't feel overproduced really where i mean there's still a lot of commercials and stuff in in it and like yeah you can can see there's a lot of you know like some some sort of ads are giving you some um but as far as like but it feels at the same time like kind of like what you i guess we'd want as gamers um it's not perfect but it's getting better it's still got some of the ties i think to um the spike tv awards um you know, with, like I said, with all the advertisements and everything like that. But at the same time, it feels um, natural. It doesn't feel. It doesn't. My problem with the Spike TV awards was they always got like these celebrities out there that tended like they care uh-huh. about games, and then they would always make like I've said before, like they always they come out and they make a bunch of stupid joke like uh, jokes that we've heard a thousand times, and they thought oh, it would be yeah. funny, and it's not funny. You know, it's just and it focused more on people that didn't have anything with, with games. And this focuses more on people that work in The game it focuses more on developers. It focuses, uh, you know, more on the games itself and not so many like all these celebrities. Samuel Jackson is out there, you know, things like that. Um, I like that. Um, they, they even do like they even have bands come out that play the, some of the music from the games. Like they did, they played yeah. a Quiet Song from Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, which is really cool. Um, Greg the best Miller's performance speech. Of that night, my <laughs> Yeah, Greg Miller's speech was fantastic. Yep, um, I'm actually. Um, I think I recorded it. I'm gonna actually put it at the beginning of the show, if in case you haven't heard it, it was fantastic. We won training game of the year. Yeah, um, but no, I I think it's an improvement. Um, I enjoyed the show. It was two hours long, which was last year, but the pacing I thought went really well. I think a good way to always judge, oh um, gosh, yeah. a TV show or a movie or whatever is how like how quick it went by or how slow it went. Like when you're, if you're looking at your <laughs> clock every 20 minutes or every five minutes, you're like, when's this over? It <laughs> usually means it was a it wasn't a very good TV show or a very good event, or whatever, you know. But when you I, like, I looked over, and I'm like, oh my god, it's already been it's been an hour and a half. Like I'm like, wow, okay, it went by. I thought it went it went by pretty smoothly. I thought it kind of ended kind of on a clunker. I was expecting like one more big announcement at the end. Uh, yeah, then, we were, I think we all
0: were like at a certain point. But then death like Dead Mouse and stuff was uh, he had like a little play, a little remix of like a Nintendo. Stuff, which yeah, was, that was cool.
2: It was cool, um, but I was kind of. I think a lot of people were kind of hoping for one more announcement. Like Nintendo said they were going to announce. It was, it was talked about that Nintendo said they were going to announce some. The people that made Ghost Ghost Simulator said they were going to have it, some news at the at the show, and I don't. I don't remember hearing anything from them. Neither did I. Um, but I mean, as far as like the actually some of the announcements, I don't care about Shaq-Fu. Um I think that <laughs> game is probably going to be a really bad game. Uh, it's. I mean, it, it's, it's I, I can almost guarantee it's gonna suck. Telltale Batman <laughs> sounds really interesting. Uh, uh, Far Cry Primal looked really cool. Um, I, I that's probably gonna be a day one purchase for me. Uh, Psychonauts two, uh, it's, it's a lot like Shenmue three. I never played those played, played the first one, uh, but I've heard it's great, and I'm happy yep. for the people that like the like that game. Um, I'm happy for them that they're probably gonna, they're now gonna get a chance to play it. Uh, oh, yeah. Shadow Complex remastered. That sounds pretty cool. It's going PS4 early, 12th, I think, to January or February. That's cool. uh Telltale Walking Dead Michonne. I, I was expecting Walking Dead season three, like you said, and we got this instead. I guess I'll probably check it out, um, but I'm not like super excited about that one as much as I am about Batman. Yeah. Um, but no, overall, good show. Um, I'm, it's improving. I hope they continue on improving and do the things that do really well and then so they kind of i understand the ads the ads and the commercials are always going to be there i mean yeah. this isn't going to be on this isn't on tv so they got to make you know this the show ain't free for them to make so they got to make the money up man um, i ain't complaining no you're i fuck. ain't complaining if it gives i mean that quality <laughs> yeah i mean award shows aren't very good anyways but i'm yeah this is a good way for video games to do award shows i think you know you got to do announcements we're not you're not gonna get a big audience just show, uh, Doing awards. Um, because there's just you know there's a million award, uh, video game awards out there, or award shows, or whatever. Um, so, But anyways, uh, moving on. There was another one that happened this week as far as uh, event. Pl- PlayStation Experience happened um, mm-hmm. just this afternoon, actually. We were recording on a Saturday night. We were recording very late this week. Um, <laughs> that happened today. Uh, a lot of announcements came out of it. That was also about a little under two hours, I think. Uh, I'll just go ahead Same thing Before I'll announce I'll go through All the announcements And we'll kind of go We'll touch on it When we're done Uh, Started off We had a um, A trailer A a cutscene From Uncharted 4 And it looks like They're going to have Branching dialogue Now in Uncharted 4 Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Got a We got a a gameplay Trailer For it actually And then they announced That Final Fantasy 7 The PC port Is now on PS4 It is out now Um, It came out today uh, Black Ops 3 DLC is coming out early, to, early 2016, and it's going to be out a month before Xbox One. Uh, Battleborn <laughs> Battle Beta is coming uh, to PS4 exclusively in early 2016, and there's going to be exclusive character to PS4. Street Fighter 5 is coming in February... is releasing February 16th, and there's going to be a new character named Fang that um, they announced too, and then they said there's going to be six post-launch characters so far um, they're going to do. You can buy separately... Uh, Day of the Tentacle and Full Throttle um, by Double Fine are being remastered for the PS4 um, and Vita. Psychonauts Rhombus of Ruin is coming to PlayStation VR. Uh, There's a... a, Looks like... I don't know if this is a sequel or DLC, but Don't Starve Together is releasing next year for PS4. Uh, Zodiac Arcanon uh, um, Odyssey was announced. Uh, Yakuza 5 is coming to PS3 this Tuesday. And Yakuza 0, which is a remake of The first Yakuza from PS2, I believe, is coming to PS4. Uh, King of Fighters 14 was announced. That's coming exclusively to PS4. Um, Team Ninja showed off their new game, Neo. Uh, Looks kind of like a Dark Souls um, kind of uh, game with uh, the Ninja Gaiden. A little bit of style on that. Um, Hitman Go was coming to PS4. Nuclear Throne is on PS4 today. Brutal was announced. That looks like a Diablo-esque kind of game, but... Uh, with a Tron graphic style, I would say. Uh, and will be The Show 16 is coming out March 29th. Guns Up is a free-to-play game out now. Fat Princess Adventures is also was announced, or well, not wasn't announced, but uh, is out to, is out today as well. Ratchet and Clank is coming out April 12th. A lot of VR stuff. Res VR was the big one. Uh, Modern Zombie Job, job Simulator, Golem, 100 Foot Robot Golf, and Ace Combat 7 <laughs> are all coming to PlayStation VR. Uh, next year, Sparrow Racing League starts this Tuesday for Destiny, Taken King only um, for Destiny. Uh, it's going to be a three week event. Uh, Nino Kuni 2 was announced, and Epic mm-hmm. Games announced their new MOBA Paragon, which is coming out next year for PS4 and I assume Xbox One and PC as well. Um, but those, I mean, I missed a couple. I mean, there's a lot of stuff announced, and I was trying to type it up as it was going on. I tried to go back and see what I missed, and these are kind of like the things that stuck out. Um, but what were your thoughts on the PlayStation experience?
0: All right. I'm just going to go through things from B. Just offer of my uh, my little bit of like uh, two cents and stuff for a bunch of stuff that was, you know, that you just went over. Mm-hmm. So branching dialogues and stuff for Uncharted 4. This is one of the ones I didn't watch since I accidentally slept in a little bit uh, <laughs> before, you know, go on the Skype with you and try to watch this event. But uh, apparently, what is this? It's just basically like Nathan Drake just going on one or two options or something like that, so sort of uh,
2: like, a... like a like a Mass Effect S thing. It sounds like I don't. I don't mean the, Then we showed one thing, and it was just like when he sees his brother, uh, he like you, there's like three options you can tell him a story. You either tell him the basically the story of the Uncharted one, two, or three, and he just kind of tells you what happened there. Um, huh. I don't know if it's going to be like a Paragon Renegade type of thing, but um, that would be kind of weird for that game. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. I, I, I like the story and how kind of lin, linear it is. Um, so the, to add that to it sounds. I don't know if I'd like that. Kind of like the pacing of it and the. St- I like I like it's telling me a story. I don't want I don't want to pick this. I guess for for a Game like Uncharted, I don't really want to pick the story.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that front. I'm kind of interested in seeing how what type of a direction they would go with it when the game eventually does come out next year. Mm-hmm. But other than that, though, I'm just gonna. You know, pick and choose. Just <laughs> see how it unfolds. Yeah. But, uh, let's see. Final Fantasy VII Remake Trailer. I watched this trailer, like, about a couple hours ago. But, uh, let's see. The game looks great, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's fully voice acted, which, hey, that's great, too. Because I actually noticed that there bits of dialogue that they were talking about were actually from the first, you know, the actual dialogue you would hear... From the original Final Fantasy VII, which hey, that's cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing that I was surprised most was the battle system of it. I mean, gone is the turn-based, like the, the turn-based RPG esque, like uh, you know, stuff that you would do in the original game where you take turns, like selecting your attack, doing this and do that. It's more of an action RPG flair, sort of like a. I wouldn't. Uh, no, not like, uh, not like Final Fantasy Thirteen. No, no, definitely not. It's more like. It's sort of like a mix between Final Fantasy fifteens and kind of a little bit of like a Tales of game. That was exactly of, what
2: I was gonna say. It reminds me of like a Tales uh, series kind of game. I um, kind
0: of like I kind of like the idea behind it. It just feels sort of weird, and I kind of think it just kind of uh, it kind of treads on a little bit of what Final Fantasy VII originally was to begin with because here's the thing if you're doing a remake of a game you're trying to closely match what the feeling of the original game was mm-hmm. it could be like various game mechanics it could be various other stuff I like the options that we're going to have this like this action stuff but I'm kind of questioning how it's going to play out because that kind of makes it sort of a different type of game and as in like aspect
2: um, I'm actually okay with it. I mean, for me, it's, it's easy for, easier for me to kind of swallow, I guess, because I never played, I played Final Fantasy VII when I, was a little, when I was really young, but I never really got into it. Yeah. Um, I barely, I, I I. remember bits and pieces of it, but I don't really, I couldn't tell you much about the game. I know one of the women in the game dies, and it's a big, big ordeal.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much <laughs> one of the major spoilers that you that you probably as a gamer have heard over the past yeah what is it now almost
2: twenty years yeah well the game came out in nineteen ninety seven so it came out in nineteen ninety
0: seven so God I've always heard that fucking like uh, spoiler thing oh such and such dies and stuff and I've actually seen the freaking cutscene too, it too. Like,
2: oh, oh God um but I'm okay with it uh, I I think I mean I'm I'm sure some maybe some hardcore Final Fantasy seven fans might be upset about it. Yeah, but I look at it like this. Those I think so Square Enix that uh, the, we know those guys are going to buy that game anyways, regardless yes. what we do it. And at the same time, you don't. Not only do you, they're putting a lot of money in this game. This is they're building it from the ground so. up again. This is not going to be like this isn't like a port or anything. They're not like making it a little prettier. No, no, they're no. Building, this is they're building it all over again.
0: Exactly. This is their big gamble with this. Yeah, People so... have asked for it since that two, since that PlayStation Three tech demo yeah God's
2: exactly sake. And that was like 10 years ago so you can't yeah. you you're gonna get those guys more than likely anyways just so you but in jrpgs turn-based games don't i mean don't sell very well to mass audiences like there's that's a very niche true audience too. to that so you've got to bring it find a way to bring it over into appeal to the current audience that you have i mean the majority like there's a lot of gamers that are you know there are our age and younger that I mean, that never you probably don't know what Final Fantasy 7 is or never played it, but there's no attachment to it, so you want well, yeah, to appeal true. to those guys. So
0: that's very true, too. And let's not forget that Final Fantasy 7, when that originally came out, was the RPG that introduced a lot of young gamers at that time to the aspect of the JRPG. So, yeah. what I see from this remake trailer so far is sort of like how they did back in the day, where it's kind of easing you in. This probably could be. This game that could get some sort of mass appeal behind it because it has the fan base, it has that game. Now it's all over the place. Now young gamers, if they have a PS4, they're gonna look at it, it's like, oh, hey, this game, Final Fantasy VII, looks like this looked like it's pretty kick-ass. Let's go ahead and play this.
2: Yeah, what's weird though is they have the um, that that cloud guy from Smash Brothers in it. <laughs> Which is weird to me. Why would you have a Nintendo character in a, in a Final Fantasy Seven, a Final Fantasy game that's coming to play PS4? It's Weird to me. Oh
0: my god, that's funny. But let's see. Other than that, yeah, Final Fantasy Seven, the PC port is now on PS4. Mm-hmm. Might be better late than never. But here's the thing: at least with the previous times, they've offered Final Fantasy Seven either on the PlayStation Three storefront or even like for even on Vita or whatever the heck. They offered it for like about ten bucks, but this port on the PS4 is fifteen ninety nine, but it has a little bit of a discount right now, so it's like about ten dollars and eighty seven cents. Mm-hmm. So for people who want to play the traditional Final Fantasy VII now, if they love that game so much, they're going to buy it. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, okay, I'm I'm okay with that. Let's see, the next one, let's see, Black Ops 3 DLC, out early 2016, okay, that's fine, big whoop, don't really care much about yeah. it, honestly, I'm not a Black Ops kind of guy.
1: No.
0: Let's see, Battleborn Beta, coming PS4 early 2016, I, you know what, there are little bits that interest me about the game, but uh, I kind of like the aspect of the character they unveiled, that, that penguin, that freaking penguin. In, dude, a, in but, a mech suit? In a mech suit, that's kind of awesome in its own way, but I... I don't really care about it right now.
2: No, it's it's interesting. I mean, the only thing that interests me about it is the fact that it's it's looks like it looks like Borderlands. It has a it has a comedy of a Borderlands, which I I like most about Borderlands. Um, well, that and they're they're good games too. But it's a MOBA, and I just don't give a shit about MOBAs. So yeah, I I'd be more interested in, in Battleborn if it wasn't a MOBA. If it was just like Borderlands three, essentially, I, I think I'd be more interested in it.
0: Yeah, that's very true, too. Let's see the next thing here. Street Fighter 5 let's see. I do like the idea that they unveiled the n- a brand new character, their last character that they're unveiling before launch, mm-hmm. Fang, which yep. you and I kind of thought it kind of kind of looks like a cross between Raiden and, like, some sort of other, like, mixture of a character, because he has that headgear and stuff that really reminds me of, like, an old, like, Chinese monk.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like Liu Kang from the new Mortal Kombat games. He kind
0: of does, in a way. Like-
2: Yeah, even like the hat and everything, it just looks just like him.
0: But from the looks of things, he looks like he's going to be a a really fast uh, combo-esque type of fighter, which, you know what, I haven't had a chance to play any type of Street Fighter V, not even the beta stuff, which some gamers have had a chance to, but I'm really looking forward to when the game launches. But uh, I'm excited that Capcom is going to be announcing maybe like six post-launch characters afterwards, meaning there's a lot. (laughs)
2: And a cool thing they're doing is you can buy them. I mean, these guys are going to be DLC characters. You can buy them, or you earn credits throughout the game, which, I mean, who knows how good the credits are going to be. But you can use these credits to actually buy um, these characters.
0: Which is absolutely a fantastic thing to do. Yes. Because for gamers who don't want to wait, and they don't want to unlock things, they can do it from the get-go, get it out of the way. But for us who want to have a challenge, who want to earn their shit, they're going to do it anyway. (laughs) Now, let's see. The kind of surprising news is, like, when uh, Double Fine Games came out, you know, Tim Schafer, blah, blah, Mm blah, blah, the remakes for Day of the Tentacle and Full Throttle, two fantastic adventure games. I've heard a lot about them. I haven't had a chance to really play them, because I was incredibly young when they did come out. Yeah. But I'm excited to know that they're coming out for the PS4, that I will have a chance to experience them. Hell, I've had a chance to play a little bit of Grim Fandango. I mean, it's okay right now, but I still am very early into it. I'm not really that kind of a gamer that's played a lot of adventure games. I have played through, like, The Secret of Monkey Island, which is a fantastic game, and I would really recommend people to play that. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. I don't know.
2: Um, not really. I played Secret of Monkey Island when it came out on Xbox 360 when they re-released it. And I mean, it's not a bad game or anything. I'm not saying that. It's just it wasn't my kind of the point click adventure thing. wasn't really my thing. Um, it's not really my thing. Uh, Telltale tell is that to a point, but it's you know I think you know it's it's more story based than this. Uh, these these are more like puzzles. Uh, but I don't know. It's just not my thing. I mean, I can tell it's I understand why people love these games so much. Um, and I wanted, I don't want people to think I hate I hate the game, but I can see why people love it. It's just not my kind of my kind of game.
0: The only type of problems I've had with those type of games to begin with, like adventure games in general, is because the old adventure games had a lot of uh, creative thinking involved with it, sometimes the solutions I find are not as obvious, because mm-hmm. sometimes I get stuck like in specific spots for almost like hours at a time without figuring out, until I figure out, oh hey, this is what I'm supposed to do, but until then I'm freaking bored. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'm kind of surprised that uh, there's a Psychonauts stuff coming to PSVR. I mean, that that's out of nowhere. Yeah, it's supposed
2: <laughs> to be a prequel to Psychonauts 2.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool right there in and of itself. Don't Starve Together, I mean... Well, okay, it's more Don't Starve. I mean, that's it's an okay indie game. I've yeah. never really played it in depth, but...
2: I tried it, didn't like it, but I know it's got a pretty big following, so...
0: Yeah, it definitely does. Let's see. Zodiac Arcanon Odyssey. I thought that game looked pretty interesting. What'd you think? What'd you think?
2: I honestly I don't even remember what the hell it was. So that pretty... <laughs> uh, tells you how how interesting I found that game. Which honestly, you could say that. But the majority of the things on this press conference was after the show was over. I'm like, what the hell? I, outside of a few things, I'm like, what the hell else did they? What the hell did they talk about?
0: I know they had a lot of Sony had a lot of info to talk about inside this PlayStation Experience stuff, but I don't really remember a lot of it because most of it I found that was kind of boring. Where a lot of the VR stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just my interest in VR in general. I've never had a chance really to experience it. But at the same time, I, it, it, there's just not a lot of things where I really feel like I want to delve into playing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> even if the, I did. We can jump to the VR, we'll, we can jump back. But uh, I don't know, I, I said it to you when we were watching it. like All the things that are announced, like Modern Zombie, uh, which basically looks like, I, I said, looks like uh, Zombie Crazy Taxi, yep. uh, job, job Simulator that looks kind of fun um, yeah
0: I mean it's kind of stupid and like thing you could probably do for like 15 minutes yeah and more. that's
2: what I, I said it looks like all these games look like they would be really fun for like 15-20 minutes or just like in short doses I couldn't see myself I don't know VR is probably not meant to be played for 3-4 hours and you probably health wise it's probably not a good thing but really you I mean you should be playing video games more than a few hours anyways but especially VR yeah um that's my problem with it like 100 foot robot golf looked pretty sweet but
0: that looks so freaking hilarious i i kid you not when i first saw this footage of this game i just couldn't stop laughing because the premise is so stupid but it's so awesome at the same time and a hundred foot robot doing golf
2: yeah i I couldn't look it's like is this an actual golf game or are they just like they're fighting i'm like are they just fighting or are we actually playing golf here i can't tell
0: i think it's a mix dude (laughs) yeah
2: i think it might be but
0: (laughs) that's even funnier but uh i thought the game golem kind of looked visually interesting you know it's from a seattle-based developer too but uh other than that though i thought the aspect of possibly controlling your old golem and stuff doing this and doing that, that that has some interest to it yeah but i'll tell you what there are a couple more games that they showed off for vr like res vr i could see people fucking getting seizures from that shit
2: Yeah, I mean, I can understand why people are excited for that game. Uh, Thing is, I was actually reading about some of the reports people playing because all these games that they uh, for VR they showed they showed off at the press event were playable, and people are saying a lot of people are saying good things about these things. So, I mean, really, yeah, uh, and that's what I think. I think all these games that they're showing, don't get me wrong, look really fun. Like I said, I don't know do I really want to spend? You're asking me to invest potentially probably minimum two hundred bucks to somewhere between two hundred and four hundred dollars for this VR. And all the games are showing me. I don't know what the price is going to be. If they're 5 10 bucks. 10 Okay, that's fine. But I don't... Like I said, I, I don't see myself playing these games for maybe a couple of hours at most for all these that were showing off.
0: I had to say the only full-on game which I thought maybe would appeal to more of a hardcore base, you have Ace Combat 7, which is a flight simulator. Mm-hmm. A flight simulator where you can go for the aerial dogfights and stuff. Oh my god, I could just see people getting bad sense of vertigo from that shit, dude. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and the eagle. The eagle was eagle flights or something. eagle something.
0: Yeah, it's eagle flights. That was awesome. I thought that was fun.
2: Yeah, it looks like you're just kind of flying around. Like I said though, that looks really cool. But like, what do you do in that game? Other are you just an eagle flying around a a town or is there a point to it? I I I don't know. I just like I said, I don't know if I see myself playing the game more. All these games that they showed—I don't know if I see myself playing these games more than twenty minutes.
0: Well, you know what—I'm—I'm I'm very interested, in maybe trying out like some of these games, but at the same time, I wouldn't be more pressed to in, like uh, invest hundreds of dollars for the technology because it looks like to me, from an outsider looking in, that a lot of these games are not aimed for like hardcore like type of gaming experiences like say as an ex- external like thing for you to help like uh, make the gameplay more enjoyable but it looks more like a like a kind of party sort of like casual type of way where you could have it like in the middle of like a like a room with a bunch of your friends and stuff they put the vr stuff they get to watch you on the screen and do this other stuff you know yeah, you kind just, of that type of way you look
2: stupid you know i mean yeah that looks true but i don't know if, i don't know if that's definitely that's really the case you look at like the Wii was so successful because it was cheap. It was like two hundred or two hundred fifty dollars yeah. when it came out, and it came with Wii Sports, which was awesome. This you're talking about, you have to buy a PS4, which is three hundred bucks now, um, yeah. and then you're asking me to spend another two, three hundred dollars on top of that for this. And that's not you can't. not no, no. Everybody's walking around two hundred dollars in the pocket, but like someone walked by and saw a Wii, They're like, oh, I've heard really great things about this. Everybody loves playing this yeah. game. Two hundred dollars is a lot easier than you know five, six hundred dollars. I feel there That's is no investment. way
0: that device is going to be under one hundred fifty dollars.
2: Yeah, I mean they they did say that there's probably gonna be going to be about price, price of a console, so I, I'm thinking two hundred minimum for this. But I don't know. I mean we still got ways to go. This is coming out. I think it's supposed to be coming out early 2016. So we really don't have a ways to go. They, I'm I was expecting. I honestly was expecting out this like a, a price point or a uh, kind of an announcement uh, for like a date or somewhere closer to a date uh for this I was
0: expecting yeah i was expecting a date too though but uh it's just benchmark for uh 2016 so yep but so let's see yakuza 5 that's awesome the ps3 gamers get a chance to play yakuza 5 yep and i i think yakuza 0 possibly is a new possible a new game and stuff like that So I like a Genesis
2: it, stuff i thought it was but i read into it and it's actually from what I, I thought it was gonna be prequel but it's actually um, just a remake of the uh, first one.
0: Oh, that's really cool to think about. Then. Yes.
2: And then they said Yakuza 6 is coming to PS4 next year.
0: Oh, God, that's cool. Yep. But let's see. Another cool thing is another fighter was announced, the King of Fighters 14, which, in my honest opinion, looked pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of like uh, the King of Fighters games, like from 95, like even like when I had the whole Neo Geo like set and stuff for uh, the PSP at one time, I played a bit of that. Plus like some on the... Oh, man, I even played King of Fighters 99 that was on the the PlayStation.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> it was fun. But uh the last experience I had was King of Fighters 13 for uh, the PS3 when that was actually free and stuff. The game itself, these type of games, they're very fun. They're very technical. There's a lot of competitiveness to them, sort of like how your Street Fighter would or even your Tekken's and stuff like that. Let's see. Team Ninjas Neo. I have no idea what the hell is going on with that game.
2: <laughs> yeah, it looked like uh, when I was watching, I'm like, "Is this?" Because I, I missed what the game was at the beginning, uh, what they said it was, and then I'm like, "I thought, I thought honestly, thought it was like a like was Dark Souls three gameplay or something." and Then it looked like <laughs> it looked like the main character from uh, Gilfrey, I think is how you say his name from Witcher three, it looks like um, him, but in a Dark Souls game. So I'm like, "What the hell yep. is going on here?" And then they then they came back and said it's Neo. I'm like, "Oh, okay." All right, well, so let's see Ninja Gaiden in the Dark Souls world looks like to me but yeah moving on
0: let's see Hitman Go I really don't have much to say about it not really interested let's see eh. Nuclear Throne mm, <laughs> no yeah okay. Brutal Brutal looks okay I thought
2: yeah it looks like another Diablo clone but with a really yeah. unique art style
0: Let's see, MLB The Show 16, okay, it's another MLB The Show, you know, it, it looks great, it's yeah. going to play pretty interestingly as well, we're probably going to play it when it does come out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I might actually, I'll probably end up buying it when it comes out, so.
0: Well, hell, you love your sports games too, Tyler, I mean, yeah, I so would I do. doubt it.
2: <laughs> don't be breaking news, people don't know I like sports games on this podcast. Let's see,
0: Guns Up, Free to Play, uh, mm yeah, not, totally not even appealing to my fancy, once you say Free to Play, I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It looks like a uh, kind of a act, more active, fast-paced RTS game. I'm like, oh, it's it's out. And, like they announced it's, it's out free today on PS4. I'm like, oh, cool. So we're getting a free game because like last year we got Plants vs yeah. Zombies, Zombie Warfare for free. Uh, I'm like, oh, cool. So we are getting a free game out of this. And then like at the end, and I'm like, sitting there talking to you while watching. I'm like, this looks like a free to play game, not just like a regular like, not like they're giving us a free game. <laughs> and then at the end, free to play out now. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, don't, don't give a shit now.
0: I think the most interesting of the games that were that were uh, announced and then released today, as of this recording, was Fat Princess Adventures. Yeah, which they're charging about twenty bucks for it. It's uh, it's pretty much like a Diablo inspired like thing with uh, Fat Princess. You know, yeah. it looks interesting. I think.
2: Yeah, um, like I, I told you before we started recording, as I wish I just. Um... Yeah, like I said, it's a Diablo four-player Diablo-like game with the with the uh, Fat Princess world. Which the the Fat Princess for the PS3 was really cool, but that was that that was just a regular I think eight v eight um kind of almost like uh, a diffuse kind of uh, if you would play like Battlefield or Call of Duty kind of one of those where you had to take. Take, takes, like, almost like capture the flag, really, but you captured a Fat Princess. It was a really cool, <laughs> unique game. Um, and it, it was a lot of fun. And I remember playing, I missed, like, kind of when it first came out, but I remember picking it up, um, a couple years later, and I had a lot of fun with it. But I told you for the, we started recording that I almost wish they just re released the original Fat Princess and gave us this. Cause, oh my gosh, yes. That was, fun. that was a lot of fun. And this is a Diablo clone by the Fat Princess World. Very and true. 20 bucks.
0: Let's see. We got a we got a release date for Ratchet and Clank. In my honest opinion, from the gameplay footage we've seen, I'm all in. I want to play this game. Ratchet yes. and Clank, a 3D platformer. We hardly get 3D platformers anymore. This looks fantastic. I want to play it.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I missed the boat on the Ratchet and Clank game, so um, I'd be more than happy to jump back into or jump into the world for the first time. And the oh, gameplay yeah. that we got looks really cool. It's it's a re it's a remake of the first one, but they said there's some new worlds and some new guns and everything. So that's cool. They're bringing some new stuff to it as well.
0: Yep. Let's see the Sparrow Lace the Sparrow Racing League. I have some interest in it, but the uh, the thing about it is, it's only if you have the Taking King mm-hmm. like the DLC stuff, which that kind of like deters things. But uh, it looks like
2: see. it's. I would say it's good timing too with des or oh, Star Wars coming out in a couple weeks. It looks
0: yep. just like Pod Racing. It sort of does, really.
2: So, I mean, good timing, I guess.
0: Let's see. Hob, that was a new game that was announced, and I honestly...
2: I already uh, forgot the fuck I already forgot the fuck I already... I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I've
0: forgotten what the hell the game is now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's just the, the theme of this conference. They had a lot of games that were announced and released. Some of them were just buried underneath some of the bigger stuff, and they're probably going to be forgotten about come tomorrow, which Tyler and I have already forgotten about.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we talked about after the show, or even, I think, during the show, it was like, Man, they are announcing they're going this was like i think it was like hour 45 minutes and but they just covered so much stuff so quickly like it was just like they didn't like let you digest anything they didn't really let you process like a couple things they took their time on like street Fighter 5 took up probably 10 15 minutes yep uh the, the vr stuff was probably 20 25 minutes but for the most part like everything ratchet and clank got maybe 5 10 minutes yeah. And, but everything else, man, was just, like, boom, boom, boom. We announced this next thing. And then, then we had a lot of montage things where they announced, like, four or five games in, like, two minutes span. I, I almost One of the things I forgot was Adult Swim announced six games coming to PS4 this in 2016. I keep want to say this cool. year, because, but 2016 isn't here yet. Um, coming out in 2016. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you the name of it, a single one of them. Like, that's, like...
0: The only thing I can remember from it is that that duck game and stuff, where you take you're taking control of like it's a duck and stuff. You have a shotgun. You get the it's sort of like a party game, sort of like say how uh, you would do a like with the idarb or even like with uh, the tower def- that uh, towerfall ascension that sort of stuff. But oh, it looks like it's yeah. an online okay. sort of multiplayer sort of things. Okay, but uh, I think the biggest announcement coming out of this conference was the announcement of Nino Kuni Two, mm-hmm. which oh my gosh, the original Nino Kuni that's a great game the only thing i could see right now from reading a bunch of the news about it it's not going to be like studio ghibli associated oh. with this game which you know what that's for the artistic sort of uh focus upon it i think yeah only.
2: that's kind of disappointing here i didn't hear that but i was kind of surprised i didn't know how well if that game sold well enough to get a sequel but apparently it did so I'm, i hear that i imagine that game's probably a ways off though um I was kind of. I was actually thinking it was gonna be the Nino Kuni remake or something like a remastering for. I uh, really wish it PS4. was too,
0: but I really like the idea that a sequel is coming out for it as well.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I would. Would be surprised to do. Because uh, I imagine this game was probably 2017 at the earliest. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't announce sometime next year or something like. That. The Nino Kuni remake is coming out for PS4. Cause I, it came out super late in the PS3. I think it came out just. Yeah few months before the PS4, and so I imagine a lot of people missed the boat on that game. Yep. So I, I almost wish they would, because I missed that boat on the game, because I didn't have a PS3 at that point. So I'd like to play that game. I hope I hope they actually kind of do a remastering for this.
0: I sort of do as well, and I think it's a no-brainer at this point. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The last game that uh, I want to go over here, the Epic Games thing for that whole MOBA Paragon, yes. which, you know what, the footage looks nice from it. And from listening to the developer a bit, they're trying to go away to where they're trying to tackle some of the major problems that people have with MOBA games in general and try to present it in a way where it's much more easier to grasp and play, Mm -hmm. if that's sort of, like, a thing. But I'm interested in seeing how this game is going to be if they are trying to tackle, like, MOBA tropes as a way to try to have more people get involved and try to play it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It it was kind of like much like the video game awards. This was like the last thing they announced and it was kind of, it was kind of a clunker. It was a like, "Oh, cool, another MOBA. Awesome." It's kind of like what <laughs> roguelikes were last year, like when Rogue Legacy first what kind of came out and it was kind of like it wasn't the first roguelike, but it was kind of like the one the first it was the it was a big one. It was it was yeah. huge on Steam. Uh even so, I wanted to, I really wanted to play that game when it first came out. Um, but it's like there's like a million out there now, and now there's a million freaking mobas out there. Everybody's doing mobas, and I understand why. It's it's a big thing right now. Everybody want, It's a big big business, and people want to get, jump into it. You can do yep. a lot of uh, DLC characters and things like that. It's pretty easy money, I'm sure, especially because there's not a lot on the consoles yet, um, so they're trying to tackle that market. But like we already had Battleborns coming out uh, in May, uh, this is probably going to be. We there wasn't any gameplay shown on this one, so. I imagine this isn't coming out next year. It's probably gonna be 2017 for this. Um, I don't know. Like, like we were talking about though. Overall, my opinions on this. It, it was. I wasn't expecting E3 for this. Um, no. Of and I'm kind of happy they do things like this, like like Nintendo Direct does. Like I, I wish X, Microsoft and Sony would do is kind of those things, where it's just like every couple months do like a little mini 45 minute press conference and announce some of the things coming up. 'Cause so much nowadays you get so many games that just kinda release. You get like it seems like every Tuesday I go to look to see all the new releases on PS four and it's like seven games I've never heard of and then like a couple of games that you might have heard of online for yeah. people. Um and I wish they would do more things like this so like, hey oh, I remember them talking about this game or like they gave some of these smaller games a time to shine that wouldn't go over well with a E three or a Tokyo game show. Um, or packs or anything like that. So I'm happy this happened, but overall nothing really out of this. Like, I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Like there wasn't anything like that for me. Um, like Nino Cooney was probably two was probably my favorite thing out of this press conference. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I really don't have any ties to like the big things like final fantasy VII. like I said, I never played it, uh, uncharted four game, the dialogue trees. That sounds awful. Um, I don't care about VR, never was a Street Fighter fan, um, don't care about MOBAs, so and Destiny can fuck off. So, I mean, I didn't really care too much for this show. What about, what was your overall thoughts about it though?
0: I thought the overall conference was okay because it appealed to a lot of the, the very amounts of fans that do, that are hardcore into like the specific types of games that were presented. Like, say the MOBA crowd had their own stuff, the people who love the fighting games and stuff like that, the Street Fighter Five. That whole thing with unveiling a fang and stuff—that was good. Mm-hmm. I thought that Final Fantasy VII, like from the get-go and stuff, with that trailer and stuff—that I feel that there are some fans that are pretty much uh, kind of kind of worried about the new thing because they think it's probably going to be like uh, changing little bits of the thing how they remember it. But at the same time, I thought it was a positive thing. But uh, other than that, though, I thought the experience was,
2: like I said, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, about kind of what I was expecting. Um, but uh, I think that's kind of it for the news this week. I think we'll jump into what we've been playing. Is yep. that cool with you? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. All right, so uh, I know it looks like you played a decent amount of games this week, and so have I. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and start on the what, you, what you've been playing this week, though.
0: Okay, first off, the first thing to start off is I did start Metal Gear Solid Five: the Phantom Pain, finally hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny because I went through the whole like prologue stuff I mean that's from what I've been hearing from you that's pretty much the longest cutscene type of things you're gonna find throughout that entire game yeah let's see i I found it kind of like uh, disturbing in some aspects dude because I was not expected like was not expecting to go through that whole ordeal mm-hmm. with, like it's inside the freaking uh hospital when you start off but uh other than that I've had a chance to Play a little bit of the out, you know, the whole open world sort of aspect of it, like using your horse, just trying to take out like uh, various guys. It seems like it's going to be really addicting pretty fast.
2: Yeah, I, I would say seventy percent of the cutscenes in that game take place in the first three or four episodes, and then like the last two.
0: Okay, well that's good to know right there. Yeah, but let's see. I've played only a little bit of that. I managed to finish up Pokemon Alpha Sapphire finally. Nice. Well, that's just a thing. It's a game I've been tackling off and on for the past year. Ever since I completed the Pokedex for Omega Ruby back in March, I have been uh, I've been just taking an extended break from the games itself because that's a lot of grinding and a lot of uh, monsters. (laughs) Yes, But uh, I managed to go through the game with uh, the team that I had, which consisted of only I think about five members. I had a Pelipper with me, which was kind (laughs) of fucking hilarious. Well, the Pelipper is pretty damn good in my honest opinion <laughs> let's see Pelipper a Pokemon by the name of Hariyama, which is like this big sumo wrestler type of Pokemon
2: oh I know that one
0: then you have uh, Magnetric which is that electric dog and stuff that kind of looks like a thunderbolt which is really hilarious because when you mega evolve him he looks like a, a big old freaking thunderbolt <laughs> <laughs> an actual like lightning bolt then I had uh my gra- my starter which was uh septile and stuff You know, he's part, like, Grass Dragon when he Mega Evolves. And I think finally I had, uh, if I can remember correctly... Oh, I had an Aggron. That's right. I had a Mega... I had, like, a regular Aggron and stuff. Which was just kind of funny because that played a role of, like, uh, winning the whole Pokemon League stuff for me. Because the last thing was uh, Steven's uh, Mega Metagross versus my Mega (laughs) Aggron. So we had, like, two Steel-type Pokemon, like, facing each other, like... The facing each other down, and I end up winning because uh, I mega evolved my Aggron, and I think I used Earthquake, yes. and I just took him out of one hit.
2: <laughs> Isn't Steel weak to Steel too? No, Oh, I that no,
0: it, it's actually I think it's neutral now that I think about it. But oh, okay. uh, Steel is weak against Ground, I believe. Oh, okay. it's also weak against like Fire and all the other stuff. But uh, but other than that, though, I went through that. I went through the Delta episode again, which basically has you tackling the. The whole thing, you know how in the original like Pokemon, like a Ruby and Sapphire, you had to uh, like save pretty much the whole like uh, town, the whole like region of Hoenn and stuff from either uh, Groudon or Kyogre from Awakening and stuff like that, and like just either you know like uh, like uh, <laughs> drowning the whole place, or even like uh, having the landmass expand or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Now the whole Delta episode is like a thing where they're like this lady is trying to have, like uh, revive Raikaze that big old like, uh, dragon-type Pokemon and stuff like that, and you end up using that in order to, uh, using, a uh, capturing Rayquaza in order to stop a meteorite from, uh, crashing into the Earth. Nice. Which which is kind of freaking dark now that I think about it for a Pokemon game. It's, like, almost like a post-apocalyptic sort of, like, scenario.
2: Well, Pokemon, uh, X and Y kind of had that, too, with the whole tree part, man. Oh, we, yeah. we had to go face, um, the, I can't remember the name that, those, those guys, but it, it's kind Team of dark. They talk a lot I about think. yeah, you know, they talk about Pokemon dying crap like that. It's pretty crazy for a Pokemon game.
0: Oh yeah, there's even mentions like references of the Pokemon like X and Y storyline with that whole device that uh, supposedly three thousand years ago somebody used in order to uh, use the life force of all these Pokemon in order to destroy the whole world and stuff yeah. like that and do this whole thing. That, like I said before, that's really dark for a children's game. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, end up doing that. I ended up. Uh, I don't know why I ended up doing this, but. Last night, I ended up like, downloading Dive Kick onto my Vita, and I was <laughs> playing a bit of Dive Kick, which, it's just two buttons. You dive, and you kick. <laughs> and what I ended up doing is I went through, I played so much of that game last night that I just got to a certain point where I just got really frustrated because I was playing as characters, and I kept on losing because of the whole freaking timing issues that I would have. Because the whole natural instinct is you just want to, okay, press, press one button to jump. Okay, press one button to kick. But the thing about it is, each character has their own way of they, how they want to like do their dives and their kicks. To where timing it is just sometimes a pain in the ass, especially if the AI try to times just just like that or just like cheap hits and stuff. Because <laughs> every time you do that, it's like a one hit KO. So that gets repetitive sort of quick. But uh, I did enjoy my time with it. Let's see. And uh, the last game that I played was uh, Rocket Bird, Hard Boiled Chicken which actually re- was one of the free games that was on the PS Vita for, I think, this month. And uh, I played about a couple chapters of that game, and so far it's it's okay. It's a, it's an action game. You uh, have various amounts of, like, weapons that you can use. You have, like, a regular pistol. You can use, like, a like say, an Uzi or something like that. Then you have a shotgun. You're basically assuming you roll as a chicken in order to infiltrate this enemy base and stuff like that in order to uh, take out a dictator to leader, which kind of reminds me a little bit of Russia <laughs> in a way. <laughs> It's sort of hilarious. So it's just a basically a chicken soldier and stuff taking the a, like a going back and trying to take out its uh, army and stuff. You play as like a revolutionist or something like that. It has some stealth mechanics. It has some basic sort of uh, Metroidvania sort of elements, but kind of simple down. The voice acting is not really that great though. But other than that, it's kind of a fun game to go through. I mean, I'm only a couple chapters in. I know I did play it on the PS3 at one time and kind of left it. But uh, I think I'll play a little bit more of it. But other than that, that's pretty much what I've been playing. How about you, Tyler?
2: Uh, for me, uh, I played some of the games I, I got for the sale. Uh, yeah. Like Titan Soul, I played that one. Um, I didn't think about it at the time when I picked it up. I heard really good things about it and the, the videos I saw it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a reason why the the, the word uh, soul is in the uh, in the title. It is... Basically, imagine all the boss battles from like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, all those. Yes. And um, an eight-bit version. What? <laughs> and, yeah, this is basically. So the game is you're you're fighting titans like big big huge creatures and things. Yes. Um, and you go into rooms and you have like, to like defeat them. And I can't even beat one of them. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. But you have you have a single <laughs> arrow, and all you you can, you can roll, run, and you shoot this arrow. And you could there's like. One, I think he'll, like, R2, and then, like, you can bring the arrow back to you. Um, it's kind of like, uh, what's the game you just mentioned? Uh, Titanfall.
1: Yeah. Or
2: not Titanfall. Uh, Titan powerful Ch- <laughs> Powerfall.
0: Powerfall. Powerfall <laughs> Ascension, Towerfall. dude.
2: Yeah, uh, it's kind of like that, where, like, you only have, a, you only have like, a, you have to go pick up the arrows after you shoot them. It's kind of the same uh-huh. thing. Um, oh. So, like, one, like, I went, I've like four, there's like four or five different bosses you can, or titans you can fight, and I can't. I don't even know how close. I, I can't even beat like one. I like I said, um, it's fucking hard, <laughs> <laughs> and I suck at video games, so it doesn't help. Like one of them is like a giant, uh, like it's like a almost like it's like this cube, and it has like an eye in it, and it rolls, <laughs> and like you have to like shoot it, and it does damage, and you gotta bring the arrow back, or you can go pick it up. And then it rolls, like, once you attack it, that's when they start attacking you. One's, like, this weird, like, green blob that jumps. And yeah. every time you shoot with an arrow, it breaks that thing in half. Oh, so, I see. like, and then, like, but one of them still got, like, they got like the the eye in it or something, like, whatever it is, like, the weak point. You know which one's the weak point. Alright. So you don't, you don't want to keep shooting that one. I, I assume the goal for that one is just, like, to keep shooting that, the one with the, the weak point in it until it, you finally hit the weak point. Yeah. But, um... It, you know, you're not guaranteed to hit that if you hit the other one like at one point I had like probably 16 or 18 of these green mini green blobs yes in this little tiny little area I I didn't that's yeah, about as good as I did and I didn't do that well <laughs> Um it's hard I, I it's it's <laughs> I think if you like those kind of games you'll enjoy this um, but I just I, I can't like I said I can't beat a single enemy so I'm not having a lot of fun with it I, I probably spent 45 minutes going through and trying to fight these guys and I just I couldn't do it um their game, like I, I said, I picked up Battlefield 4, uh, yep. yeah, Battlefront 4, or no, Battlefield 4, wow. Oops. It's Battlefield 4, dude. I put, I, well, I put Battlefield, <laughs> I put Battlefront in in the show notes, I'm fixing it that now. Well, hell,
0: Battlefield, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. pretty Battlefield gameplay and Battlefront gameplay are not really that different.
2: No, just different skins. Yep. Uh, I picked that up, it's, it's a launch title, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I, I picked it up because, I've talked about it many times before, I like um, those kind of campaigns, the... The hoorah army kind of campaigns. Well, hell, um, why not? Yeah, and Bla- Black Ops Three, I didn't really care for the campaign. I didn't really satisfy that itch I have every now and again. They'll play these kind of games. Figure twelve bucks. What the hell? Play the campaign, be fun. I tried to play some multiplayer um, the other day, and I put like seven eight hours into it this week. What? Um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it, dude. It's the multiplayer is a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I pick it up and I play it. I'm kind of happy I have this digitally because it's like. I'll play, like, two or three rounds, and I'll put it down. Like, that's kind of what it is for me. But it's kind of a fun little thing to do if I just, like, you know, I just want to play a game for 20 minutes, but I don't really want to, you know, jump into something that's going to take me an hour or so. Um, no, I'm no, not a lot of fun with that, though. Uh, my KD ratio is actually, um, like, 1.02 or something like that, that's which is amazing bad. for me. Like, my Black Ops one, I spent, I think I put two and a half days into that um, for multiplayer, <laughs> and my KD was, like, 0. 0.6. Uh, so it wasn't I sucked at the game but I I put you know I don't know was it like 60 hours or so into the multiplayer Uh, but I'm having fun with that I'm actually competitive and that probably helps why I'm having a lot of fun with it Um, another game I played uh, uh, I didn't buy this one got it from Gamefly Assassin's Creed Syndicate
0: oh that's surprising that you actually got a chance to play that
2: yeah um, so if I would have talked about this game um, probably I think there's eight chapters the game i would have talked about this game when i was in chapter three or four i would have just raved about this game um the first two um chapters and kind of story is i'll start with that first actually is you play as two you play as this this twin brother sister twins i can't remember the last name but there's jacob and evie um Mm -hmm. and the big uh publicity thing they had with it before was like they're talking about that these two have like completely different play styles like jacob's more of like uh He's, more of, like, he's like more of a fighter, uh, more hand-to-hand combat kind of guy. And then Eevee is more of the kind of the stealthy, more of the uh, typical assassin. Right. Um, which, actually, when you play the game, isn't true at all. Um, they have the exact same skill trees, exact same weapons. Um, well, not the exact same skill trees. Once you get later on to, the, like, deeper down the skill trees, there's other things that branch them off. It's different things, but for the most part, they play exactly the same. Um, mm. So... With this, the way it started off, and one of the, one of the points I have with pretty much every single, um, Sasqure game is it starts off and it's so slow, it's pretty boring. I mean, look at Sasqure Three; it's just like um, uh, what not to do to start your game off for like the first eight hours. It's just, like the first half of the game is is, is, a, is a tutorial, and it's awful. Oh. Um, and with this, um, they start off with a bang, like the first. Uh, chapter or sequ- sequence, as they call them in this game. Uh, you play as Jacob, and you're like basically you have, you're supposed to go assassinate this guy, and like it's just kind of like it's just uh, almost like um action movie kind of thing where it's, it's you're still sn- sn- uh, being sneaky and stealthy, uh, but it's kind of like you're it's kind of streamlined a little more where like you still uh, kind of get like the, here, this little section is your playpen, you can go about it any way you want, but you're only in this little section. Um, kind of like what this does, where it's like they kind of drop yeah. you off in this little area, and you can go through that area however you like. And it and it starts off, at so fast paced, and it's so well done that I really liked it. And I'm like, then the chapter, the chapter two was the same thing, but with Eevee, like with well, different mission, but you're playing as Eevee now. Right. And it was a great, great way to set up the characters and kind of show you the game at the same time, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm like, wow, this. They, I think they might have. And the, and the battling, the fighting system is a lot better too, where it's actually it feels. They turn it into almost like a Batman kind of fighting style, where it's not just waiting for a guy to attack you and you counter-strike against them, it's actually, you're actually being offensive instead of playing good. Yeah, so it it started off really well. Um,
0: I'm so excited you said that, because that is the main gripe I've had with the Assassin's Creed games for a while. Especially back when I played through 2 and stuff like that, when I finally had a chance to play... You know, Assassin's Creed 4, and so not too long ago, I kind of got bored because it was the same type of combat, the same type of uh, stuff like that, but hearing that it's sort of an Arkham-esque type of counter system, I want to play this now.
2: Um, so, here's the thing. What? Uh, like I said, they started off really well, and I'm like, man, they, I think they fixed Assassin's Creed. I'm like, this might be a game of the year contender for me. Like, the, after the first few hours, I'm like, holy crap, I am loving Assassin's Creed again. Okay. For the first time in a long time. I'm loving yes. the actual Assassin's Creed parts of the game. probably for the first time since 2. Um, and this is technically like the 8th or 9th Assassin's Creed game. Um, but once that's over, Chapter 3 kind of turns into a typical Assassin's Creed game. Um, they've done some good things where like there's not um, as many following. like Ones where you're, you're tailing a guy, which just suck. Uh, oh, that's I mean, true. I hate those things. You got to tail them forever. Uh, they get too far away, then you got to start the whole thing over again. Uh, they, you know, if they see you, you got to start the whole. It's just it sucks. I hate everybody hates those things, um, and I'm glad that there there's still a few, um, but they're not as long. And I mean, there's just it's whatever. There's not Good. there's not so many, which is nice. But the game turns and goes back to almost all the same issues I have with every other Assassin's Creed. Oh. where the the story... I like Jacob and Evie. I think they're really cool characters, actually. And I kind of like their their you know, the conversation they have. Um, I like some of the characters right. in the game. It's kind of like the way the story is, where Jacob's more of like the... Um, kind of like their, their father passed away, um, and I don't know how long ago. They didn't really explain how long ago. Right. Fairly recent, it seems like. So they're... So kind of the goal for Jacob throughout the game is, and basically you play as both, and they each have their own story missions you do in each sequence. You got to play them all, um, and it all leads to the end to like a big one when you guys assassinate the main villain of that chapter, essentially. Yes, um, of course. Jacob, he's more of he wants to take down like kind of like the the main kingpin of the like the bad guys, and like he's destroying London, and he wants to kill this guy. And then Evie's goal is to get a apple of Eden piece. Um, to help the assassins and get to get away because the um the templars have it and she wants to get which is yeah. kind of like the main goal of the whole series um but it all kind of intertwines together and usually jacobs does something that f- screws up something else and then evie's usually fixing it that's kind of what each chapter is, <laughs> is it's basically you do jacobs missions and like he does something that like he almost destroys the currency in all of london <laughs> so Evie has to go in and fix it um and i like that uh it's kind of cool but the like going back p- playing the game just is not very fun really it still has a lot of the same problems it's just like I, I feel like I'm constantly fighting the controls with it like I always felt like I have with the Assassin's Creed game where it's just like it doesn't feel fluid like the, the the movement you make like sometimes like I'm trying to climb a wall and like all of a sudden like I can't like now all of a sudden I can't climb up the next section even though it's a, I can see the thing I need, to, I need to jump up to but for some reason my character won't go and get it so, and or, like, I'll be running and, like, for some reason he'll just, like, the character will just, like, grab, start climbing up a wall that I'm even I'm trying to, trying to run straight down a street or something like that. It just it doesn't, like, I feel like I'm constantly battling with the control system, which has always been a problem, I think, with the Assassin's Creed games, um, which is super frustrating. And it gets even more frustrating when you're, like, in a chase sequence or... You know, you're trying. To, it's something when you, when you have to be like pinpoint mm-hmm. accurate with what you're doing, all the movements you make, everything like that. where you're chasing somebody, or someone's chasing you and trying to get away, whatever, it just feels. You know, like I said, you're fighting the controls. It's clunky. It doesn't. It just. It's not fluid uh, enough. And it's, it's gotten better, but it's still a problem um, with of the course. game. And yeah, um, I don't know. It's just like I like the characters. I like the the story that's in it. Um, I just being like, it's just my problem with every other, like with with black flags, even I said, being a pirate is awesome. in That game being an assassin. The game was not, (laughs) and it's the same thing with unity was just, it was, it was just a bad game. And this one, the story's better. And even the battling system kind of gets kind of boring at time where it's just, there's not really, you you do a lot of combos. That's more fast paced, but it's kind of boring where I'm just hitting the square button over and over again. And like some of these enemies, like once you get deeper into the game, it takes, like... I'll, I'll do, like, a 32-hit combo on this one guy just to kill him. It's oh. like So just, like, fighting a guy and killing a guy isn't... It's not quick It's not quick or anything. Even, I'm just fighting one guy. He's not fighting me. He's not hitting me back or anything like that. And it takes 32 hits to kill one guy? It's, like, <laughs> it's like, I'm, it, like I'm fighting this guy for, like, 30, 40 seconds. One guy. You know, and it's just... It's, it, I don't know. It, like, I feel like when you're fighting one guy, you, you should be able to do it a little quicker. Um, but... No, I, don't, I mean, then I got to, like, I finally, I, I finished sequence seven. I won the last sequence, I uh-huh. won sequence eight. Um, and I at least wanted to finish this game because I finished up here the Assassin's Creed. Oh, well, that yeah. That's kind of my, my main motivation for finishing it. Um, and then I found out you got to do um, all these side things before you can even get to the sequence eight. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and I mean, it probably would took me three, four hours to do, but it's just three or four hours of things. I, I didn't really enjoy doing these side quests in this game. It's just more of kind of what you do in the main Game it's more of being assassin, which isn't very fun. So I'm like, well, fuck this game. So I, I said about the gameplay. Gameplay. <laughs> you didn't finish So it. <laughs> I, I just, I don't. I and that's to that tell you, I finished every Assassin's Creed game, and I just, I, I had no interest in continuing. Once they forced me to do the side things, that I, I did some, I didn't find them all that fun. Um It's just kind of many versions of the of the, what you're doing in the main story missions. Um, I, I took it back. It's just, I don't know. It's I don't know why I, I keep holding out hope for these games and I get kind of like the urge to go back and play. This is this is the first one I've I, in the entire series and the main ones anyways that I didn't pick up on day one. Yep. And you know, and I was really excited, I heard good things about this. I heard they got made it, they got better and I don't know, it just it, it's better, but it's still got some of them they fixed some issues, but there's a lot of main issues they still need to fix.
0: Well you know what for that pain in mind, you know it's like uh... <laughs> if you have an aspect things like say side quest stuff, you think they would be just totally optional and stuff like that because that's just the thing about it. side quests you don't have to go forth mm-hmm. and have to do this and stuff in order to advance the main story if you don't want to. It's just weird that that one sequence requires you to do three or four hours with the side quests yeah. in order to finish it. That's bullshit.
2: Yeah, and no other sequence do you have to do any side quests. You can just you can go all the way through one through seven without doing a single side quest or doing anything else. Basically, the way it is is London is broken up into five bureaus. Yeah. Each bureau has like little sections in it, where it's like it's owned by like Templars or like some of the the, the main gangs in the, in the town. And you go to each like each of these little there's like anywhere from like four to eight sections in each bureau. bureau. Yeah. We gotta do the side mission and like usually gotta take out like like the main guy of that area, it's usually just like kill that guy or yeah, I'd say 90% of them just end up you killing this one guy in this or like freeing some child labor kids from this warehouse. Um, and then it was just that over and over again. And then once you, you, you do, do all those side missions in that bureau, you, then you have a gang war where you fight like the main kingpin of that bureau and once you kill them, you take now you own the the bureau, um, and and uh, you have to you have to take over th- at least three of the five of uh, uh, bureaus to actually go on to sequence eight. Right. And I have, I did one because you were supposed to. Right. I think sequence three is actually you taking over a bureau, and I'm just like I don't have the patience to do the do another ten. Probably like I said, it's probably only a few hours to do them all, but I just didn't have the patience for it. Um, That's kind of so, yeah. sucky
0: that the game developer in, in like in and of itself ex- probably expected the gamer to like uh, do it as they go and stuff like that because they probably thought while they were creating this game, okay, if they're gonna do a couple sequences and stuff like that, they're probably gonna tackle some bits of side quests here and there mm-hmm. until like uh, the last sequence, sequence eight, but. There are just gamers kind of like what you did, like, Tyler, which are going to go through. They're not going to give a shit about the side quests. They want to go through the main story thing because that's what they want to do. But limiting the player in order to complete all these random side quests in order to advance the last part of the game, that's absolute bullshit because that is extra. You don't have to do extra if you don't want to.
2: Yeah, it's no longer a side quest. Now now it feels like work. Now it feels like filler. Yeah, even if it was a fun thing for me to do, if I knew I was once I I'm, I know I have to do that, it no longer becomes fun for me. It's like oh uh, now I have to do this to continue on. So even if I was having fun with it, it would it would just kind of like it would have felt like a chore now. And I I think I, that was yeah I don't know it sucks. Um, so uh, I like I said last I said it last year I was had zero interest in SASS Creed anymore. And then this came out and I heard good things about it and. You know, it's I like it. It's better. Um, it's just, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, this game sold. Uh, the The sales are pretty bad for this one. I mean, not bad. It sells pretty good for uh, most games. I'm sure ninety five percent of the games out there would be happy to sell as many copies as this game did. But yeah, as Assassin's Creed goes, this is a pretty bad seller. So I I, I kind of hope like they, they just the, the sales get less and less. And eventually, maybe just it needs a break. I think at this point, and they need to go Oh, back for God's sakes, equipment.
0: it's needed a break for the past five years. I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so I don't know, but um, yep. Yeah, I went a little longer. Than I meant to, but that's kind of what I've been playing this week. For that, uh, I played a little bit. Of Gauntlet. i won't to put the first level. I don't want to talk about that, so I'll probably play. It. I'm gonna play it some more. This week, and then I'll, we'll we'll probably talk about it next week.
0: Yeah, it's no um, problem. I, I, we've been going a little bit over here. I think we should just just wrap it up here. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, man, we're about an hour twenty five. We should probably wrap it up. Um, but you want to do your retro game of the week, or do you want to, want to wait until next week? We'll wait till next week, man. All right. Uh, well, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook group and a page. We are Generation Gaming on there. So like and uh, like and join us on there and talk to us. Our uh, tell a friend, that'd be great. Uh, tell our friends that were out there. Tell them to join a group or tell them the podcast. Leave us a review, that'd be great too on iTunes. Uh, five stars, um, great helps us out. Helps us uh, more people see us on iTunes. Stick out a little bit more, um, and that would be great. Our downloads have been going up. We'd like to see them go up even up, up even more. Um, we're also on Twitter. We have is Gen Gaming Net on there. Uh, same with our youtube page and our twitch account is gen gaming podcast yes uh justin has been doing a crap ton of twitch uh streaming on our twitch account on uh, the last couple weeks mainly fallout four uh so check that out uh that's really cool of him to do i did a little bit um with Assassin's creed actually last weekend uh probably do some more this week i really don't have anything new to play i might do some gauntlet or something maybe this weekend <laughs> um but yeah um no, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host this week. I was Tyler, and I
0: have been the Jack of Hearts up until then. Everybody, see you next week. GG,
2: Alan. <laughs> Bye, guys.
0: See ya. Do a little comic zone.
2: See ya. <laughs> we got a brand new collaboration here. Ooh.